welcome to the Worthy of Self podcast. You guys, I am so excited. First, I want to say happy Saturday, happy October 7th. There's just something about this space that I'm feeling. I'm feeling just super excited. I'm feeling super grateful and blessed that I gave myself permission I gave myself permission to start my own podcast. So as some of you may know, I helped launch two successful podcasts with two of my wonderful friends. And within that experience, I realized just how much I actually enjoy podcasting. And I was like, you know, I really want my own. I have like this vision of wanting to hold space with different guests. I want to bring guests on my show. I want to talk to them. I want to take it to a deeper level and give a space for people to feel safe to share what they want to share. And so I thought, why not? Let's do it. And I know I wanted to start, I I wanted to start this actually a long time ago, but realizing that there were things that transpired in my life that I needed to hold space with. And I am a big advocate on divine timing, right? So in divine timing, I knew that the podcast was going to unfold. I just knew. I knew in my heart, I knew in my soul that this was going to be something that I was going to launch. So I already had that trust and I had that surrender to know the when or the how. And so, yeah, asking you shall receive you guys. I kept receiving signs from the collective, my highest power, my angel numbers. They were just like flooding through. And the more that I was open to receive, you know, the messages, I saw it. And I was like, it is time. The time is now. It is in this moment that little Miss Carol needs to start her podcast and use her voice. Use my voice to talk more about the things that I've been talking about. Now, some of you have been following my journey on Instagram and something inside of me was telling myself that I needed to share in a different way. So that is, again, another reason why I wanted to start my solo podcast was because I just felt that pull to be like, okay, we need to share all of this like wisdom and downloads on this platform, on this specific platform, like podcasting. And so I did. And now we've birthed, (laughs) I say we, because a lot of you guys have been a part of my journey we birthed this and I took the steps to do it. And I'm just so proud. And so what I want to say, if you're listening to this and you resonate with what I'm sharing, I want to let you know to give yourself permission, give yourself that push, give yourself to want to make change or to do something new for yourself, right? It's the whole, I'm not going to wait anymore. I'm not going to wait for others to be on the same level as me. I'm not going to wait for permission or opinions of others. I'm just going to do it because you have one life 
And maybe also there is a little bit of some self-forgiveness that you need to do within yourself. Self-forgive yourself for not taking the steps sooner, but also realizing that in divine timing, it will happen. It will happen. If you believe it to be true, then it will be true. So guys, pull up your favorite little comfy chair or your favorite blanket or your squishmallow. I love squishmallows. (laughs) Grab your tea or your favorite beverage and let's talk about the worthy of self journey. So in, in this episode, I would like to hold some space and introduce myself and talk about my why and where did this come about and where did this start and when and just where it's brought me to my life now. And I also want to talk about shadow work and personal inventory and how that's helped me shift my mindset as well as my perspective on just the world itself. So I'm going to go ahead and just talk about my story a little bit. I know some of you guys have followed, have been following my journey on Instagram, but I want to just share where this all again transpired in my life and it really started when COVID happened and I as some of you know I am a hairdresser I've been doing hair ever since I was 19 I'm currently 35 right now and so it's been a part of like my identity for a very long time and it wasn't until I started running my own thing I was a small business owner And I really took on the role of Carol, the business owner, Carol, the hairstylist. Like that was my identity for a very long time. That was an attachment that I had and it probably wasn't, to be quite honest, it wasn't very healthy. And so I would just project this identity through so many areas of my life. Like I really just placed this identity on a pedestal and it was something that was so important to me and because at the time it was so important to me I just didn't hold space for any other person or any other thing other than hair but it wasn't until I had to shut my business down for about 30 days and I, because of one of my coping mechanisms got taken away, that's when I had to face myself. I wasn't busy doing the business owner stuff. I wasn't busy being a hairstylist or making sure I was, you know, fixing and saving my clients, or at least that's what it felt at the time. In reality, it's hair, Um, but that's how I felt. I felt like I was doing my part by whatever it was at the time, right? Um, Filling a void, let's just be real. But when I was at home and I had nothing to do, which in reality, looking back, I had plenty of things to do. But because I had attached myself to that specific thing, it felt like in the moment, like my world was crumbling. I felt like I was not worthy or I wasn't... A person or I had no value but in reality looking back like me as a 35 year old looking back during COVID times I was a valuable person I had worth I had a lot of love and in the moment though that's not how it felt 
I felt like I couldn't figure out who I was. I remember when I was washing dishes and I just broke down and cried. And I was like, I don't even know who I am. And I was scared. In that moment, I was scared because I was like, what? How do I not know who I am? And then I really had to be honest with myself and see what was unfolding. Um, I started drinking heavily and I already had an attachment to alcohol. I was already drinking severely behind closed doors. I wasn't really honest with the people I love. I wasn't honest with my friends. And a lot of people actually didn't even realize that I had a drinking problem, but I did. I would always drink to black out because I didn't want to feel, I didn't want to deal with the things about myself. I, you know, I'm an individual that came from childhood trauma, generational trauma as well. And just being raised in the environment that I was raised, it created so much of my identity, right? But realizing that, again, things happen for me and not to me. Maybe at that time, I didn't feel that way. But when I started saying things like, I don't know who I am, I realized that in that moment, that fact that I was scaring my own self, I needed to take radical inspired action. I went and I started going to trauma therapy. And at first, I didn't want to admit that I had trauma. I thought that was a very interesting thing. I had no idea there was actually a specific therapist that was for trauma. And it just felt, again, kind of weird for me to seek out a trauma therapist because I was like, I don't have trauma. Well, yeah, I do. And I did. I had a lot of things that I numbed out, I avoided, I subconsciously or consciously was maybe running away at the time. And it wasn't until, again, I hit rock bottom. I hit my rock bottom because as I shared, my drinking became really bad. It got to the point where I became dependent on it because I didn't have my work. I was like, all right, well, I'm not working. I might as well be drinking. And I just did not want to admit that it was a problem. I never wanted to admit it in the first place when I was drinking the way that I was before it got really bad. And when I hit my rock bottom, I just remember being in the bathroom floor and crying and being like, I need help. I cannot do this to myself. I cannot continue to live like this if I want to achieve my dreams. Because something about me is I'm such a goal person. I love achieving goals. I'm such a dreamer. I'm such an individual that just wants to, you you know, whatever you want to call it, get the bag, right? And that's what the terms that the youth are saying. Go get the bag, girl. So... Yeah, I wanted to get the bag, but for some reason, 
I just let all of this turmoil inside of me just get the best of me, right? I just didn't want to admit. I didn't want to face. I didn't want to, I guess, burden people or tell people the truth of the things that I was suffering. And even though I wanted help, I didn't know how to ask for it because truth be told, another identity that I attached myself to was this independent woman. I don't need nobody. Nobody helped me. I got it. Blah, blah, blah. I can keep going. And there's a story to that, but that would be for a different episode. But because I had this fear that I didn't know who to go to, I, again, what I mentioned earlier, started going to trauma therapy. And oh my gosh, what an amazing resource. And I thought, you know, how embarrassing would it be for me to tell people I go to therapy, but at the same time, I started sharing about it. And then I started becoming aligned with people that also resonated or understood what I was saying or knew exactly how I felt. And I realized I'm not alone. There are people out there that understand how I felt and realizing that there are so many out there who have, you know, mental health struggles or have childhood trauma or just trauma in general from other things just felt so freeing. It felt so comforting knowing that I could walk next to other people and that they would be there for me without the judgment. And yeah, and I think again, that is why I'm doing this podcast so that you guys don't feel alone. And I'm also doing this for my younger self because I wish I had that in my life. I wish I had somebody to have sat me down. And maybe, to be quite honest with you, there were people in my life that did that. But when I wasn't open to receive, right, because I wasn't open to receive the help because I didn't know how, I would shut people down and think like, you don't know what you're talking about. When reality, they did. There are so many people in my life that I shut down out of fear of, again, showing them this is who I am. And reality, the thing is, if I were to go back to my younger self, I would have told her, like, the the people that are meant for you are meant for you. And the people who are going to feel like they are judging you or if they are judging you, they're not for you. And maybe they just need to hold space within themselves. And who knows, right? We, we can't sit here and justify or give excuses to people who aren't showing up. But at the end of the day, we can show up for ourselves. And that's why I am so proud. I am so proud of myself for listening to myself, for seeking help, for making connections on a deeper level and continuing to hold space for me and for others. And if you resonate with this and you're just like, wow, I don't know what steps to take. 
you know, DM me, DM me, we can chat, I can give you resources. And I think too, a lot of times there's that fear of spending the money. But here's the thing, that was a fear of mine too. I was like, oh my gosh, what if my insurance doesn't take, you know, this specific therapy or what, how much is it going to cost? But I was honest with myself. I'm like, so you, as someone who was dependent on alcohol, there was no, there was, there was no way, the, the, the version of me that had no strength to, or not strength, but didn't have self-discipline, I was able to walk into a store and just grab a bottle like no other. How many, how much money did I waste? You know, like literally. But when it came to like my taking care of myself, I was finding there was fear and a story of like, well, what if, or I can't spend or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, sis, you are able to, or were, you were spending X, Y, and Z on alcohol, but you're over here like, no, on therapy. And I was like, no, we have to go. We, excuse me, we have to go. I have to, I have to go. Yeah, I had to be honest and be like, I need to go. Because I was saying some things to myself that I would never tell a random stranger, right? Like, the thing about me, for a long time, I would hype people up. I still do. But the thing is, I wasn't hyping myself up. I was telling myself a lot of blame, shame, and guilt, and just really negative things to myself, which, again, looking back, weren't true. But because of stuff that has happened in my life, it felt to be true. And something that I realized, which I wanted to talk about, was shadow work, personal inventory. That was one of the steps that helped me realize where were these stories coming from and how do I hold space with them and how do I give myself permission to rewrite them, redirect the energy. And it's a whole different type of redirection because I'm not sure if you guys can resonate with this, but it's like when you're confronting somebody and you're telling them about their behavior and how you're not, you know, you're calling them out, trying to hold them accountable, but then they redirect it onto you. And then now you feel like it's your problem when in reality you were just trying to have a conversation. So that's the different type of redirection, right? Instead of being that individual that, places blame shame and guilt for others you are taking radical responsibility of yourself and seeing the parts that you played in x y and z and redirecting it within you right so it's like doing a shadow work of maybe you know childhood trauma and seeing maybe a parent played a part in this But then realizing, well, I can either make my parent be the villain or I can accept what was and what is 
and self-forgive and heal that story. Heal it and maybe put myself in their perspective, which has helped me so much. Because the thing is that some of you already know, my mom, she passed away when I was very young. And there have there has been parts that she's played that, you know, looking at it as an adult was not so cool. However, I'm not going to hold on to it and realize that what she knew, she knew at the time. She didn't know better. And it's about forgiving. And it's not about avoiding the feelings. Because in order to heal, you need to feel. So giving myself permission to feel and to love myself. Really, that's what it is. It's taking the radical responsibility that for the things that have happened based around childhood trauma and my mom and letting it go. And it's hard, you guys. It's hard because of ego, pride, and it's hard for me because my mom's not alive. And it's hard for me to sometimes give myself that permission to feel and be angry at certain things and cry and then nurture myself because again I have that like I go down that guilt where I'm like she's not here but the beautiful thing is when I give myself the permission to do all those steps in that specific area I am able to like feel her spiritually I've been able to connect with her on the other side you know I'm not sure you know if you're a listener I don't know what your beliefs are but I definitely believe in a higher power I don't really like to label myself a specific religion I am a spiritual individual and I believe that everything is divinity and it's all connected to one but that's my personal belief now I do believe that when we pass we do go to a better side that is something that just that is just part of my belief and because of that and be able to share those steps that I shared I've been able to literally communicate and talk to her through the other side I've been able to even dance with her in my kitchen I've been able to receive messages and receives ans- receive answers Of like, why did this happen? Or why did that? Or X, Y, and Z. And it's been so beautiful. And that's why I want to tap into, like again, shadow work. And it is hard, you guys. It's not rainbows and ponies. Spirituality and inner child connection and inner child healing and trauma work. It is not for the weak, my friends. It is hard stuff. Hard And it's not for the weak, let me tell you. But that's why it's nice to have someone that you can talk to and share your discoveries and share about the things that are weighing on your heart because we're not meant to do this alone. And even though we try and I laugh because I fall into that still and that's something I'm still working through 
but you can't. And there are people such as me or other resources like I mentioned. If you don't feel comfortable DMing me, please, I have the resources. Free resources out there. There are free if that's something of a concern when it comes to funds and stuff like that. But anyways, again, shadow work and personal inventory and writing things down and seeing it on paper and being like, whoa, there needs to be forgiveness, which is something that I want to talk to. It's forgiving the people that have done wrong to you. And I know that is hard. (laughs) So hard. But let's talk about how you can forgive people and you don't need to hear it from the individual. I know some of us have felt, including me, where I've been like waiting for an apology, just waiting. It's again an expectation where I'm like, I expect an apology for this person. I don't anymore. I just, again, it's freeing. I can self-forgive. I can do the things that I do, like write a letter to the person and then burn it and let it go. But it's like, you know, I'm going to make it funny right now. It's like holding on to a fart, you know, like let it go. Like, why do you want your tummy to hurt? Just let it go, like release it. So it's the same thing. Like when we hold on to that resentment from somebody that was a part of our past, you are just holding on to energy that needs to be released from your body. Just release. And it feels great. Just like I said a fart, let it go. And realizing too, again, even if you forgave someone, it doesn't mean that they, you should accept them and have them back in your life. Because, you know, it goes back to if they wanted to, they would. If they wanted to change their patterns and behaviors of things that you just don't agree, they would. And if they don't, they don't and that's okay it's not saying that that individual is bad or good it just is and that will help free yourself from the attachment of the expectation of wanting an apology from somebody I hope this all makes sense but that's part of shadow work and that's part of self-forgiveness please, like I said, reach out if you need more deeper understanding. But in this moment, I'm going to take a break and then we're going to talk about self-requirements. I love how I say we, but again, it's because you guys are part of this. But we, I, (laughs) we're going to talk about self-requirements versus an expectation. So stay tuned, you guys.
All right, I am back from my break. It was nice. Had a little snacky snack. Or again, what the what the TikTokers are saying is girl dinner. I'm still trying to figure out what that means. I think it means like you know, when we have like like little snacks like chicken nuggies and chips or something like that. That's what I'm <laughs> what I think it means. But anywho, I'd like to tap into self-requirements versus an expectation or expectations. So in this moment of my life, I currently have zero expectations. And I guess depending on your perspective, that might sound like that's a bad thing. But in reality, it has freed me in so many ways. It's helped me realize that taking people, places, and things off of my pedestal because I was running a life like that where I would put them there and guess who wasn't on my own pedestal? Myself. I wasn't placing me on my pedestal. I wasn't taking care of me. I wasn't loving myself. I wasn't confident. I had no self-esteem. I had unworthiness, right? Because I attached to other things outside of myself and realizing that I was placing unmet expectations on said people, places, and things, right? There was almost like well, if I did this for them, then I expect them to do it in return, which is not for me, in my perspective and opinion, is not healthy. It wasn't healthy for me. That was handing someone else or thing a responsibility that is my own. It is my own responsibility to make sure my needs are met, right? It is my responsibility to fill myself up before I can fill anything else up. And I think it comes back to the story of my childhood and just society in general. How they make it like seem so bad when you put yourself first and in reality it's so important because if you're not taking care of yourself if you're not putting yourself first how are you supposed to show up for everyone else and everything else in between you can't at least for me I you know again going through the life that I had where filling voids and attaching to identities and all the other stories and all the other things and just going in, going inward. And yeah, taking the unmet expectations on all the things. It's just freeing. It's easier. It helps me not be in resentment. It helps me, you know, go and reflect and see the bigger picture of what I need to do so that's kind of like an expectation and it kind of feels like a conditioning right it's almost like you're conditioning a thing or whatever a person and being like well I expect them to make me happy okay um (laughs) and that was a mindset of mine for 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 a very long time 
And it's like, if I can't make myself happy, then nobody's going to make me happy. It goes back to self-love. And one of the things that I recently had a discovery was realizing that, again, it's okay to be selfish or depending on the perspective or how people, you know, the individual does things, quote unquote, selfish, right? Um, For me, it's like, again, going back to loving myself. Uh, There's nothing wrong with me loving myself, connecting with myself, and honoring and nurturing myself because it's a projection of how I would see the world so again if I wasn't taking care of myself I wasn't putting if I wasn't putting myself on a pedestal then my outside world would look the same and what I was about to say was something I discovered was the the phrase you get what you give and for the longest time I thought in my mind if I get what I give that to me was like, okay, so if I give everything to everyone and job and things, then I'll get it in return. And that's for me an expectation. And that's not what was working for me. What was working was self-requirements. Or in some different cases, some people like to call it standards. Like what are your standards? What are your self-requirements? And I have a lot of different self-requirements, like things that make me happy. I love to be active. I like to go to the gym. I like to dance. I like to embody. I like meditation. Those are some of my self-requirements. Another one for me is when I get off work because of what I choose to do, which is a hairstylist, and also a coach and Reiki healer that I need to decompress for a little bit. And my personality can be very confusing for people because I like to call myself, what is that, an ambivert, where I'm extroverted in my job, but when I'm off of my job, when I'm not doing the other things, I'm really introverted. And yes, I am comfortable with being around people, but I'm more comfortable like one-on-one. I'm not really big on crowds. Like I'll go to things like that, but I really prefer more intimate one-on-one gatherings. You know, again, I, I'm not, not going to show up, you know, to like a friend's birthday or special event because of that. Like I'll just be in my space of my area that's comforting but yeah I in again everyone's like really I didn't know that that I had you know I have social anxiety which kind of makes sense to when I started drinking at a young age because I was just I felt socially awkward in places and it I'm also very hyper vigilant I'm hypersensitive I'm hyper aware of energy is something I guess you can call it a skill or an ability but it came from also my childhood trauma and PTSD but yeah I'm just very very hyper aware very sensitive and does sometimes make it 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 does make it difficult to coexist sometimes but realizing that it's not a bad thing 
it's just helping me know myself better and be like, well, I'm not going to put myself in this specific situation if it's creating anxiety. And again, I'm in that space of my life. Like, why would I, why would I put myself in situations and create anxiety? Because here's something that I realized, not to go off on a different topic, but I realized like I created so much of my own anxiety because I would say yes to everything, which is kind of going back into self-requirements. I would say yes to things that I know deep down inside I wanted to say no. And that was a coping mechanism for people-pleasing because I didn't want to disappoint others. And at the same time, I needed to forgive myself for putting that unmet expectation. I cannot be everything for everyone. I am a human individual with human needs, wants, and desires. And if I kept saying yes, that is going backwards where it comes to my self-requirements of making sure I fill myself up. And if people don't have the... If they don't understand that, that goes back to what I was saying, then they're not for me. And unfortunately, when you start putting yourself first, when you start having self-requirements, depending on the individual, you might be looked at as a villain. And you, there comes a point in my life where I'm like, well... I guess that's just how it's going to be and also realizing that I'm going to be a trigger for some people because I'm speaking my authentic truth and that is not my responsibility. I am not going to put an unmet expectation of me being like, well, I'm going to dim my light because they're uncomfortable with me. Well, that's on them, right? That's a inner reflection of who that individual is. My self-requirement is to be able to speak my truth because I have a voice, I have an opinion, I have feelings and I have things that don't serve me that no longer needs to be in my life. And that again, going back to self-requirement, saying no more and listening to my body. And if in the moment I cannot answer them, then I will just let them know. Like, you know, in this moment, I cannot have this conversation. I will get back to it. So again, a self-requirement is like, what are you going to make sure you're responsible for yourself? Like, what does that look like for you? How does that sound? How does that feel? Um, And anytime, because I've shared, I am a human. And so falling short sometimes and realizing, oh my gosh, my ego is about to make an appearance in my body and just holding it and being uncomfortable for a bit and being like, okay, I'm putting an expectation on somebody. I need to give myself a break. Or in this moment that I do feel that way, that's what I ask myself. In this moment, when you feel like you're placing an unmet expectation on somebody or even myself, what transpired? And that's going back to doing the personal inventory, doing the shadow work. Maybe that's a journal um, or to journal or maybe 
I need to take a bath with Epsom salt and just relax. Or maybe I need to do a meditation practice. So it's going back to my spiritual practices, which again, I would include that in my self requirements. I know for myself, I need to have deeper conversations on a like weekly basis because I find myself getting kind of moody when I don't have deep conversations. I think it's like it feels like the lack of connection because as humans, we need community. We need connection. It's something that's part of who we are. It's like having a tribe, having friendships. So sometimes, again, some of my self-requirements is I need to have a girl's day. I need to visit my friends. I need to reach out to them. Time to have like dinner with them. So I make sure I try to do weekly or monthly girl gatherings because it is so important for me. That's where I get a lot of my nurturing like love from is from my girlfriends because they know like they were you know we're female we know what we need and desire from each other and there's there's nothing wrong with that I do feel a type of way where people are struggling with friendships there is a sense of and I've heard this from people where they're like well I don't know where my tribe is I can't find my tribe or There is that sense of quote unquote mean girl energy that, you know, that has been still going on, which that's another topic in itself, but I use it as fuel. If you are making connections with the same type of individual who, you know, may feel like it's a mean girl energy, then, then going back, they're not for you. And maybe taking note of their qualities and writing it down. Write a letter of who your tribe looks and sounds like and manifest that. So yeah, self-requirements. What else do I like to do? Some of my self-requirements, I like to take myself on me dates. I like to go buy myself flowers. I want to treat myself the way I've always should have been treating myself. You know, when I shared about my dark time. I did not treat myself very kind. And so now I am. I'm making me happy. I'm loving myself. And I, as I said, I take myself on me dates. I go experience new things. I like to learn new stuff. I enjoy, you know, my hobbies. I like to discover new hobbies put myself out there in situations that help me grow. That's something else that I like to do. And uh, yeah, a lot of times my self-requirements is holding space. You know, it's holding space with other people and hearing their journey and just being that hype girl for them and being like, oh my gosh, this is such a gift. Like I love like hearing people's discoveries and and their accountability and them being like this is what I did this is the part I played like really seeing somebody where you're like wow that is so empowering like people choose to hold themselves accountable when they could have been a different individual like a not what quote unquote bad or whatever the case may be whatever you want to label it right 
But it's just beautiful for me to witness so many individuals journey and see them like blossom into a like higher higher level of frequency like the growth is just so I don't know I like to call it the yum yum spiritual stuff you know where I'm like yes chef's kiss like I don't know they're they're just so as I said it's empowering it's empowering to see people literally take care of themselves and be like you know what I'm done I am done with the bullshit I am done with this belief system that I've been carrying and I'm just done. I am opening and willing to receive good things because we all deserve it, you guys. All of us as individuals, we work freaking hard, okay? We work so hard. We have a job. We live in a world where it just, all of these unmet expectations, the the things that we see where we're just like uh, I comparing right because like I've done that where I've compared myself to the things that I see on tv and I'm like this isn't real this isn't real like really come on so again self-requirements and expectation it's so freeing and when you just take care of yourself and you go in everything else just unfolds it's super interesting like you know, when, again, you get what you give to yourself and you take the zero expectation and then they happen. Like, it's really interesting when I don't have that expectation. I'm like, oh my gosh, I did not expect this from you. And really, honestly, like more things happen for me now that I take the expectations away. And I'm like, I love this for me. And I don't even say like I'm confused because why wouldn't I get like treatment in areas of my life where I'm like I deserve that like that is so amazing and it has helped me be able to receive more compliments from people it's been able to help me let strangers open the door for me and it's just nice I'm like of course like why not like let other people do things for you and Again, that was something I had to allow myself permission to rewrite that independent woman. And she comes through sometimes, you guys. I'm not, like I mentioned earlier. She comes out and she's like, ah, fuck it. Like, I can do it all on my own. And I know I can. Like, that's the beautiful thing is like, I am, I know I can do a lot. I have done things on my own and I've done like you know like I said I'm a goal getter and I know I am so capable of doing things but it's nice to have like I said let people compliment you let random strangers open the door for you like be that queen if you're a female listening to this be that queen that you deserve and be the king that you deserve men like men need to be loved too in the way that they should or feel or desired and yeah so that is my self-requirements versus expectations I hope that kind of gave people a better understanding of what that is and yeah and I hope you implement those things that I've shared with you And I am so excited. My goal is to try and do a weekly episode. 
But regardless of whatever unfolds, I am just so excited for you guys to come along with me on this, well, (laughs) worthy of self journey. And I would love to express my gratitude for you guys for taking the time to show up for yourself. Show up for it. You're showing up for yourself. You're listening. You're learning. And whatever resonates with you, you're taking it. And yeah, so I love that. I love it so much. But I would like to ask if this was meaningful for you guys, please leave a comment, rate, and uh, send me a DM. I would love to hold space with you guys. All right, guys. I love you. Bye.